here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The monster Monty Beetham, a Warriors legend, uh, on his show on Sky Sports Once a Warrior where he interviews uh, former Warriors and of course last night it was uh, Captain Mannering, Simon Mannering himself. Monster, great job. Uh, Loving the new show. Thanks, man. Uh, so am I. Um, I just wish it was a little bit longer so we can go a little bit deeper in terms of uh, conversation and, and getting to know a little bit more. But, you know, uh, it's good that we uh, get to hear from him. The last time we heard from Simon was probably four years ago after his uh, last game ever played. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, and I don't want to, spoiler alert here, but you can go back to, to, to your Sky Go app and you can watch that uh, watch that show. I, I watched it again this morning because I was, I was working last night, so I didn't get to see it live, but I watched it this morning, mate. It was interesting that he's hardly watched any footy since he hung up the boots. It's crazy. A guy that's given so much to the club, probably more than anyone else. Like, he played a total of uh, 301 games out of a possible 322. So he's probably had Kiwi duties and everything else. Like, he's lived and he's breathed this at the top level for so long, and yet he can just walk away from it, which oh, I just find uh, so intriguing. Um, but I just hope he's not lost to the game, man. I hope he comes back because the IP that he has and the mana that he has uh, should not be lost to um, this Warriors team. Yeah, I guess for you it was a little bit different. I mean, I, I was thinking about your your sort of situation, but I mean, you didn't leave sport altogether, did you? You just transitioned from one sport to another, quite different sports, but I guess you filled that hole with boxing, uh, whereas he, uh, he's just gone away and done something t- totally different. Yeah, well, he had um, two careers in one. Like, he had an outstanding career. For me, I walked away from the game because I wanted to try something different. You know, I, I was 28 years of age. I still had a year to run on my contract over in England, some of the most money ever, and uh, stupidly decided I wanted to come home and do some boxing. But um, not everyone gets that chance to call it quits when they do. And then, you know, as you do, sometimes it takes you a number of years to transition, and you tra- transition a few times. So he's still fighting his feet. So um, you get on that show and you on the app and you find out a little bit more. There'll be plenty of uh, replays through the week as well, but I'm enjoying it, man. Yeah, mate. No, you're doing a great job too. Looking forward to it. And it goes uh, right throughout the season too, right? So we've got plenty more to come. Absolutely, and it won't just be the players. We'll try and look at getting people on like uh, Mick Watson and Daniel Anderson and Ivan Cleary, uh, players and coaching, just to, to get the insights because we don't want cliches. We just want real talk and some stories that have been untold. Mate, I tell you, you want real talk. Daniel Anderson's a man that delivers real talk, eh? You'd know that. Yep. <laughs> hey, Mons, we should talk about uh, the, the Warriors this season. Uh, interesting that uh, Sean Johnson's been named on an extended bench. Um, if you were laying odds at the TAB about whether or not he, he plays this weekend, what sort of odds would you give me? Uh, I would probably bet more so that he is going to play mm-hmm. than, than not. Um, um, I know he's pretty excited. Um, he When I was messaging him through his DMs, um, he's, he's, he's pretty good in terms of uh, ticking the boxes to date. This was a few days ago, but obviously um, it was the week that he had to get through to um, make sure that he um, is in, in, in one condition, but um, on the weekend he was very optimistic about his chances, and if he's optimistic about playing, I'm optimistic about our chances of getting a back-to-back win. And now if that happens, if he does play, uh, is he playing, is Chanel Harris-DeVita or Cody Nicarima missing out? 
My, my view is I'd love to now Harris Tavita to play. Um, and because and, and, it goes deeper than that, because we're talking about identity, we're talking about guys that want to play for the Shrimp who have dreamed about it for a very, very long time. Ewan Aiken's not coming back next year because he hasn't dreamed about this club, about this jersey. Uh, and I, I think when, you, when you're trying to pay overs for people, people like Chanel Harris Tavita, who wanted to play for a very long time and loves this club and got family at home, they will play uh, and they will stay here for a little bit less or for the, the right reasons to, to wear that jumper. And those are the people you want to be in around, the Simon Mannerings, uh, the Stacey Jones, those sort of people that, you know, you can build a club around. Well, yeah, mate, on that, that Ewan Aiken thing, uh, that really baffles me because he's got, what, three years to run on his contract. I mean, you're supposed to be a professional sportsman, but you want to stay in Australia because of family reasons. I'm calling bullshit on that, mate. I reckon that's uh, that's all just uh, that's all just money-driven. Uh, you're not a professional athlete if you're picking and choosing where you're playing. You've signed a contract, do the, do the mahi, do the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautious on, on calling bullshit only because I don't know what the family situation is. But with your point, when you signed three years um, at the start of it, you knew what was coming up and you must have known that at some stage this pandemic will be over and then you're going to return back to New Zealand where you should be playing at home. There's no place like home. So I can understand that fully. And when it came out, I was, I was very surprised. Mm. But that's further to my point of about looking after the talent that care about this club that has lived in New Zealand that want to play for a particular reason like he's the ultimate professional but you know there's even talk about the Dolphins and, and Reese Walsh and, and everyone else Reese Walsh has never been to New Zealand mm. uh, has never experienced the the, the the fans point of view so it, it makes it really hard to to drive the identity and drive the money of the jersey when um, a lot of the people are missing the key ingredients to to what makes it that yeah, we've got Rocco Berry and Jesse Arthurs lining up in the centres against the Broncos this weekend, mate. Um, it feels like, for me, that we, we're a bit stretched in the centres and, and, and we could be better off actually playing you and Aiken back in the centres because we seem to have quite a few second rowers that we could slot in that place. What do you make of that? Yeah, look, you and Aiken was exceptional last year when he came back into uh, the you know, left edge or, or, or playing in the, in the, um, on the edge, I should say. But, um, you know, I, I was wondering whether they would put him back out to centres. He is the experienced campaigner when we've been sort of underdone a little bit in the centres. Um, you think that could be a real viable option, but it doesn't seem to be that way. Uh, when you start the season and you've got all your guns on board in terms of personnel, uh, I'm, I'm a person who likes the big four packs. I'm a, a person who thinks that, you know, if you can have these people who are bigger and stronger and you've got the ball in hand and running at tight, uh, defending, uh, lines retreating, that they, they make a big difference. So that was surprising. Uh, but I've said the whole time through the way he structured his teams, it's as easy as, um, you know, uh, Rocket Berry going to the ring or, or coming out and him going straight back into centres and then moving someone else in. But uh, it's something that we're going to have to look at. Is there going to be uh, a play going forward or are we going to see some, some bigger boppers out there, especially defensively, when you think about our edges having um, the problems, you know, if you've got him, who's a bit smaller, then you've got uh, Cody Nikorema, who's not the best defender at the stage, uh, although he had a great game defensively last week. Um, it makes you a bit of a target or spots to run at if you're an attacking team. Now, uh, in terms of the balance, uh, the Broncos haven't had a great uh, start to the season. I mean, I thought everything was supposed to be all good now that uh, Kevy Walters was back in charge. They got rid of some uh, some deadwood out of there. But, I mean, they had that, that game against South's uh, first one up, which I think said more about South than it said about the Broncos. And since then, the Broncos are disappointed, mate. I, I mean, I... I I think uh, they've been they've performed worse, if you like, than the Warriors have. Even though they've both got the same record, what are your thoughts going into this game? 
Well, you know, when you play that poorly, but you've got two wins and one loss, I mean, that, that's a good position to be in, right? Yeah. Um, but look, it's a, it's a dangerous team. But when you, you look at all the media around Payne Haas, you've, you've got to wonder if his mind is on the job. But what a freak. Um, he is a freak of nature. The What he is able to do at a young age, um, the size in terms of the weight, the engine, the minutes he plays, and the destruction uh, that follows him in his wake is, is unbelievable. This kid is, you know, a kid that you, um, you, know, you, you can win premierships in and around. Um, whether you pay that sort of money, uh, I don't know, and a little bit wider with the Katoni Stags as well, it's good. But, you know, for the Warriors, game management has been a big part of, of, of not getting it right, and uh, they'll be wanting Sean Johnson to come back. But uh, Adam Reynolds, I think there's a lot being made about him as the marquee signing coming down. Uh, and when he gets right and uh, is better for the runs and, and feels more confident, I think you're going to see this uh, Broncos side get a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it on balance, I, I think if you compare apples for apples, the Warriors for me look like they've probably got a, the stronger forward pack, uh, just, just, but uh, the Broncos probably got the better back line. Yeah, but that's the thing, you know, but it's not always uh, played on paper. Well, it's never played on paper, but, but it's about how you turn up and about ensuring that you start from the opening whistle. The Warriors have been giving away too many starts. Like last week was 12 points behind before they start going in the first game. It was very similar. We can't afford to do that, especially when you're down on confidence, especially when you don't have the personnel or, or the depth to, to, to be mixing with these other guys. Um, you know, when you think about who we've played compared to some of the other teams, or the quality of game that we saw last week against the Tigers in our win, that was an ugly game, man. And if you compare that to the speed and, and, and the brand of football that other games have played at, uh, there are parallels apart. And saying that, though, uh, first time that they've won in Campbelltown since 2007. And the other thing, Monkey, that threw off their back was the last 10 teams that played the Titans, they lost their following match, and the Warriors were able to win. So that's, you've got to take the good with the bad, and when you're playing bad and you still get results, uh, that's something to be um, buoyed about. Yeah, indeed. I've just had a text through on the temper bedpost text machine, mate, from Brendan, saying, uh, can you ask Monty if, if he ever thought about pursuing a league coaching career? Oh, look, I, I think early on, Daniel Anderson thought I was going to be um, a coach, and um, I... I I thought I was going to go down that track, but then I got into boxing and I love boxing and I love uh, being able to coach athletes one-on-one. Probably a little bit easier than coaching a team because one-on-one, you've just got that one person you've got to break through. Uh, In a team environment, there's a lot of people you've got to manage and and be in and around. But, um, you know, that's something I did as a captain, which was find out everyone's purpose and individually what made them step up or play better and and, and how you taught them. So... um, who knows, you know, maybe later on in life, but um, at the moment it's, it's pretty easy talking about the game from afar because it's so hard involved, man. Yeah, man, yeah, no, I understand that, I understand that. Hey, we've been talking this morning too about Cameron George's idea that the Warriors next season play their home games at Mount Smart and then the all the other teams play their home games against the Warriors in New Zealand at different centres, you know, move it around, Whangarei, Rotorua, Tauranga, Christchurch, Wellington, yeah. Palmy, uh, Dunedin. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Is, is it? Uh, it's a great idea, I think, but is it a practical idea? Uh, well, why not? I, I mean, it's not going to be that hard for the teams from overseas. They're going to extend themselves maybe an extra week where they wouldn't normally. But if you think about the sacrifice and about the Warriors, uh, particularly two years ago, um, if they weren't a part of it, um, that would have mean um, their games. They would have had to pick up a game somewhere else. Otherwise, they lose the TV money. So they can't lose in the back of their mind uh, what the Warriors 
uh, sacrifice um, they did uh, to ensure that this competition went on, and also just just how hard it is, man. Like this will be the like, came up to the third year they haven't played at home. That is unbelievable, man. So it's going to be great when they come back on July third to get the tickets. So um, it's a great idea, and it's good to see someone like Cameron George, um, you know, putting that to the powers that be because that's innovative thinking and it's and it's the way forward. And this game has taken a hit when you think about identity. You think about the fans that come down and want to be warriors and want to be supporters. Uh, they need to see their team playing um, so that this game can still have people that want to play it and 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 still love the warriors. So they 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 really do need a sort of a revival in that respect, man. Uh, what's your take on uh, on this weekend, then, mate? Give us a prediction for the uh, the, the Warriors Broncos. Look, I, I really hope that Sean Johnson is back in, um, and, and and I think the one that needs to partner him is going to be Shanae Harris Davida. Um, you know, last week uh, we saw Cody Nikorema only miss one tackle, which was uh, good for him because he has been a problem there in the past. Um, I, I I just think that uh, Shanae Harris Davida is going to be that kid. You know, he, he turned up at fullback uh, firstly; it's not positioning there as well, but he went okay. Um, and that's on off the back of a very big preseason and off season. And I just love the way he plays, and uh, I think Ishay is going to be better for the run. Uh, they kick across field in his own um, 20 metres, probably because he was trying a little bit too hard for his team. And talking to Simon Mannering last night on, on Once a Warrior, when I said to him, I said, uh, what must you do when you're down on confidence, when you think about game management? He, he said exactly that. You know, you've got to defend well. If you defend well, first and foremost, uh, then everything will come off that, and then the confidence will come. But you can't try too hard. And I think that's what we're seeing. We've seen Rocket Berry, we're seeing all these other guys try a little bit too hard. Uh, and by doing that, uh, you know, walking around the eggshells and everything else, it, it just becomes a snowball effect and it makes it really hard. It does indeed. All right, Monts, thanks very much for coming on, giving us some time, mate. Really appreciate it. Keep up the good work with uh, Once a Warrior. Uh, that is what, every Wednesday night uh, live on, on Sky? Yeah, every Wednesday night, 7.30 on Sky Sport 1. It's also on Sky Sport 4 at 8 o'clock, and there's going to be plenty of replays throughout the week, so get in, and especially this one, Kutama Mannering, uh, what a legend. He, he doesn't say a lot, but uh, I've managed to sort of get a little bit out of him, and he was, he was pretty open and honest. Yeah, he was, mate. It was, it, was, it was a good watch. I really enjoyed that. Go well. Keep up the good work, Monts. Thanks, mate. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.